those thoughts that make you feel dormant until a squeal, a tyrant with the eels, they play hearsay between the fields, the brain spray with sweet appeals, telling of the colder days, those are such wishing no one replicates, at least these ideals, I can take it, though not easy like snacking between meals, still I relish the sipping, tongue licking, pain with the taste, then onward to my next strain, forward to my next main. Hello everyone, welcome back to Poetry Journal Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Murdoch, and uh, everyone's doing, hope everyone's doing well today. Just a little snippet of something I cooked up and uh, thought we could uh, just want to share with everyone. Hope you appreciate where I'm coming from with this. There's a little bit of uh, innuendo, subliminals here and there that you know you might be able to kind of, you know, take from what, um, what I've kind of spoken on. Um, but yeah, that's just my little take. Um, hope everyone can kind of, we'll, we'll get into it anyway. But um, yeah, we have a guest today. And um, I just want to, you know, I just want to give you the floor, man. Like, just tell the people about yourself, you know what I mean? Like, who are you? Like, you know what I mean? Just, you know what I mean? Introduce the people. I want you to kind of speak, speak for yourself. Steph, but I intend to go by SHWTV. I'm an actor, I'm a poet, spoken word artist, voice actor. I do a lot of things within the creative field, I guess. And since we're talking about specifically spoken word or poetry, I began writing when I was about eight years old. Mm. And the reason behind why I started writing, it may seem like a very sad story, but I promise you it's not actually that sad. <laughs> it's basically a thing of where as a child, when it came to things I was frustrated with, I found it very difficult to express because I felt like no one would actually listen to what it was because of my age. Mm. I felt like people would kind of look at me like, oh, well, you're eight. Like, what problems could you have at eight years old? Yeah. But to me, it used to feel like, well, you ain't trying to validate what I'm talking about. You're not trying to hear what I'm talking about. So I remember my auntie, one of my many aunties, should I say, yeah, <laughs> used to do spelling tests with me and my cousins when we were younger just to like test our knowledge and whatnot mm. so it kind of stems from there it was a case of where one day after one of the spelling tests I found a pen and paper in my grandma's house and I just began to start writing out my so I began yeah. to write out what I was feeling on paper and I just mm. found it was way better I felt way better within it's like I didn't have to filter myself because I was eight yeah. I, mean? like I was able to just really get on with it and write what I wanted to write plus I could be as unfiltered as I wanted but because I didn't want anyone to find out where I was, what I was writing yeah. I was because the things I was writing you hide it <laughs> yeah do you know what I'm saying I used to hide it in my grandma's mm. house I used to hide like underneath the thing we had called the trunk yeah. it was like any of like the, clo- the old clothes that we had worn over the years we used to keep them in there so we could sleep in them do you know what I mean? So I used to like have to hide it underneath that. I have no idea how I got it. It's eleven hours. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 interesting. Uh, to an extent, I, I can kind of relate to that. I think to when until you get to a certain point where like you're kind of you know you you know what you're about and you know yourself truly. 
being in a space where like you know it's almost like you you you're trying to express something it, it could be about anything you know what i mean it's just like that whole thing of just like ah oh, man being being who you are unless you know who you are there's a certain thing about expression that you find uncomfortable do you get what i mean and i think um exactly. when you when you when you when you mature and you, you you get to a certain place i think that's where it's almost like that's when you flip from almost like not wanting to be in a sense vulnerable or like putting your stuff out there because you know that comes with almost um uh, people discriminating or like feeling a certain way about it. Do you get what I mean? Having their own opinion on your situation to almost like, in a sense, unapologetic. Where it's almost like, it is what it is. You know, this is me and like, I'm, this, this is what I do. Do you get what I mean? So, that's interesting. Um, before we go into anything else, was there anything you wanted to say about the piece? Um, is there anything that uh, resonated with you? that you were to kind of ship? Um, I mean, I like what it's about. Do you know what I mean? I like what it's about. I like the new and those, but I don't want to give back, you know, just shit because I want to see what people listen to make games for themselves. Okay. You know, like, you might get, you might get people that, Very true. Very they'll true. Hear, they'll hear your opinion be like, oh yeah, yeah, I got that. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like let people Absolutely. trust their opinions before I get them. Uh, we, we could do that later. But, um, I guess I'll, 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 my first question would be, now that you've kind of you've you've matured, and and the reason why I really wanted to just have you speak on your situation, but as opposed to me doing it, is because I feel like you do so many things, and I think it's important that you kind of tell it for yourself. Do you get what I mean? Because uh, you're 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 a brilliant talent, and you're, you're up and coming, and there's so so much going on. Do you get what I mean? So it's kind of like I think it's important that you express that yourself. Um, but. With that being said, like I said, such a talent, so it's almost like, in terms of like your expression, and would you, how, how do you, would you, how would you describe it? And I, I'm, I'm, I have two things in mind. Is one or the other, it's almost like, is it more, when you think about it now, is it more of a, like a, a raw situation? Or are you, are you more towards the point where it's almost like, it's it's um it's refined. It's it's almost like I know it's polished. Do you get what I mean? Are you are you more polished, refined, or are you still in that in that in that situation where it's almost like everything is just raw? And you know what I mean? It's just like when people think it's just like you know everything is just on paper and it's just like oh man, you know what I mean? This guy is just spitting. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I'll be honest. I think it goes down both parts in a sense but it more depends on what exactly I'm expressing because mm. I'll be honest when it comes to like like what I performed at um, Lunar Legacy yeah that one I think was a little bit more refined because as much as I felt that in my heart and I still do to an extent to be honest yeah it was um I mainly done that for a performance so I wrote that to structure it well enough so it could be performed properly mm. but then I also had a few like I have some stuff on my channel or I have stuff that I wrote personally yeah. that is a lot more raw there's no real structure structure to it it's just me expressing myself in the most raw form mm -hmm. possible 
and me being it's extremely like I said before unfiltered and unapologetic about it so I definitely feel like my work goes down both sort of avenues it just really depends on what I'm writing and even then I also think about whether I'm going to publish this or not because I know when it comes to publishing things whether it's on the internet whether it's in books or anything like that Mm -hmm. sometimes you have to as much as you might not want to sometimes you have to kind of filter yourself down because yeah. you know there's still guidelines within what you're going to post if you're just out here so if I'm just out here writing poetry it's F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F Okay, that, that's interesting. I, I mean, that's that's another way to take it. Um, I guess maybe the reason why I ask that is is more to the fact where it's almost like when you know I, I, I was when I was at an age where well, well your your age now in my early twenties, um, it's almost like and when I look back at the way I used to write and you know my work in general, I that's that's exactly what I think about. Do you get what I mean? It's almost like I just think it's just raw. As opposed to now, when I create now, it's almost like I, I, I see it's, it's it's almost like everything's so much more refined. Do you get what I mean? It's, it's a different. I see a different. I suppose growth is a big part of it, but it's almost like it's refined in in terms of like the way it's expressed. You know, and so I thought I thought I was curious to 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 hear your take on the way on on. on where, where you are in your journey and you know how things have kind of your impression on things so far do you get what I mean and how you see it and how you would class everything in terms of like the way you you kind of create in a chronological type of way looking from like say 10 years ago compared to now you know so that's interesting um, another question well one of the main things why I thought this quote especially was appropriate for what we because you're big on um, mental health and I you know I heard that like you said I was at Lunar Legacy with you um, and Lunar Legacy by by the way everyone is just um, it's, it's another platform they promote a lot of young talents and up-and-coming artists whether it's MCs you know rappers musicians or poet like myself and yourself um, and you know they give us a platform to kind of speak about and you can find them online as well um it's just lunar legacy combined together on insta or you search online they're not hard to find um but yes when you were there and and you know you speak a lot on um you know mental health awareness type of pieces and i guess i want to ask um what was it that you know kind of got you into this space where you felt like it was important to speak on that well, that's a very good question, first of all. I, I must say, but um, what got me into the space is sort of wanting to speak about mental health, in particular, men's mental health, is even until probably after like, as a kid, I thought that I was the type of kid where I thought the world would care about everything. I used to feel, I used to feel just caring for myself I need to care about everybody else because not everybody has that help around them so if I can be some kind of help to them that will make me feel happy yeah but yeah. as I as I kind of started to grow up a little bit and 
I know people are probably not going to like what I'm going to say, mm. but in particular with men's mental health, I don't believe people really care too much about men's mental health. Mm. Like, based on the things that we're told, it's like, one second you want to say, yeah, open up to us, we can talk. And this is not gender-specific, by the way, because yeah. there's a lot of yeah. men that talk shit about but yeah. one minute it's oh we, we want you to open up we want you to be able to talk to someone we want you to be able to do this but then the second you do that you're told things that uh, doing this and stop doing that so I kind of got to the point in my poetry where I wanted to look at it from my perspective and just write it out because I found that I was becoming more and more frustrated as to why more people didn't care about mental, mental health and mm. then were also attempts um what time was? Yeah. She's having some connection problem, it seems. Interesting, uh, he's one for when, and it basically discusses men's mental health. And I went to watch the first, um, the first documentary. Very new. I didn't even know she was part of it the first time. I went to support someone else in it. Yeah. Mm. I thought her. Hello, uh, just a minute, people. Oh. Just having Sorry, some man. connection from him. Uh, you just you just went for a second there. Are you you back? Oh, can you hear me? Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear. You. I can hear. You. So, what was um what was the last thing you heard me say? Um, I think you mentioned somebody by the name of Kaya. Oh, Kaya. Oh, Kaya. Okay. So, um, I originally went to watch the He's from a Wed documentary, the first premiere of it. Yeah. To support the guy called Kaya Gamma because of, of the acting thing I was part of he was also on it Okay. so then I saw Chia in the documentary and I'm thinking because I've known Chia for years and that's for that you know mm. and then when I saw her now the first thing I said to her and Kai was I'm like yo you know I went in on the next one right yeah like, I wasn't playing I was like I went in on the next one in any kind of way so then when it came down to it Chia messaged me and she said um, I would I have this powerful young man Mm. And she sent it to me. I remember I was on the coach going to Bournemouth to see my friend, and I was reading the poem. Yeah. And I was like, "Wow, like this is really powerful." But that was based on, I think it was someone that she's a young person she's worked with that ended up committing suicide. A friend of hers that committed suicide. Yeah. And she basically wrote that that poem based off of that, and she um, challenged me to respond to it. Okay. So I wrote one. I wrote one response, mm. and I liked it. But I was like, I want to write another one just to be safe with it. Yeah. So I wrote the second one, and that's how I really started tapping into that mental health side of things. Because I know there's a lot of people who are fit by mental health on a day-to-day basis, but Absolutely. a lot of people don't realise it or they suppress it because they don't. They might not necessarily want to or might not be equipped to that moment to handle their mental health. So I felt like if I could be a voice for that in some capacity, mm. then I'll get that same happiness I used to feel as a child with help. And that's not to say I don't get that same happiness helping people now, but as I get older, yeah, I feel that you have to learn to differentiate who is needing that general help and who is just trying to use you to drain you. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. it also also as well in terms of vulnerability. But the one thing I don't want to say is I don't want to say everyone go out there and be vulnerable to absolutely everybody you see because not yeah, everybody yeah. deserves <laughs> to see you be that vulnerable. Yeah, that you have to know. You have to know who to be vulnerable to because the person that I used to feel most vulnerable around and talk to the most about things is not hearing when she passed away. 
Okay, sorry to hear that. Yeah, no, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. even if I can't speak to her like my grandma, if I can't speak to her in person, yeah. I will still take out my phone or my notepad and I will just write something out into her. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's how I feel like I can share my vulnerability. Mm. As much as I am, I'm not scared to be too vulnerable. Yeah. But there's still certain things that even I am working on, so where it's like, yeah, I still need to work on this. Yeah. And I feel like poetry and spoken word helps me with that too. That's 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 uh that's that's uh, quite an insight. Um, but you but you also act as well. So, in terms of like, is that another branch of the whole creativity as a whole for you that helps to kind of not only helps with mental health, like you know, just kind of like the whole handling your situation when things might feel a bit you know hard hard times find you, but it's also another way of like expression and just uh, like putting out awareness as well in terms of like you know what you're speaking of and what you're about in terms of even with the mental um, um it is a way in a sense i mean i haven't really got anything out there acting wise that touches mm. mental health but this really yeah but for me personally i would say it definitely does i feel like once i'm in the realm of acting because mm. Bearing in mind, obviously, we met through spoken word. Like, acting is actually my first love. Like, yeah, I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I used to start it doing, like, musical theatre. Musical theatre, kind of, when I was five, and then I stopped because I let cousins get into my head when I was a kid. <laughs> I was, like, five, six years old. Didn't yeah. <laughs> and when I went back when I was 12, got into an agency at um, Young Actors Fair in Islington, and considering I'm from South London. Like, yeah, yeah. Everything's more or less over there. But for me... Acting helped to definitely look at my mental health from a different point of view. So instead of like just being angry, yeah, sitting down in the room soaking, I would literally like put on YouTube, like for example, growing up. I watch it still, not as much as I used to. Mm. I got like a big Eastenders fan when I was young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, was, I was big Eastenders fan myself when I was young. Do I don't really I mean? watch it anymore. So but like, that was the thing back you, in the day. I don't know if you remember him, but do you remember a character called Lucas that was on the um, he was a black man, he was a priest, I and mean, then he was killing people out on the side. It depends. How, how long ago was this? This was a decade this ago? This would have been probably around 2008 to 2010, maybe. Then I, I most likely would have seen him, yeah. <laughs> I remember I used to. <laughs> like, I'm not a religious guy, enough, but I used to like reenact his like, scenes of him preaching okay, and then okay. him. Like getting into situations to yeah. make myself feel better about my day because I used to find it hilarious. It was the same thing with Phil Mitchell. I still take the mick out of his voice to this oh, day. Oh man, you know what's funny? Help, my mental health just make me laugh. But go on, sir. You know what's funny when when you said Phil Mitchell, like I can, <laughs> and then you know when late de- was that almost a decade later when Stormzy made that tune and she put, oh, um, yeah, no, like, I got a gun Phil in there. Oh, yeah, my God, man. Oh, that, 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 yeah. <laughs> that just that just brought flashbacks to me of uh, like EastEnders days, and you know, for people that are not in the UK, EastEnders is like one of those you know soap operas that we always soap watch operas. growing up. Um, and you know, Christmas. yeah, you know, it, it's the banter as, as well when it comes to stuff like this is is so different. Do you get what I mean? So. Um, Nah, man, Eastern is, is always going to be a, a trip. And, you know, it's just, I think, you know, there's a, there's a certain difference um, 
in terms of, well, you're, you're a wordsmith yourself, so you kind of appreciate where I'm coming from in terms of like the different banter that you'd get in yeah. terms of like English comedy compared to, or just English vernacular compared to like say oh, the, the, the US, yeah. do you know what I mean? And there is, there is something quite funny. I think a lot of people outside the UK probably might not appreciate it because they don't, sometimes they, they might, might not get, get the whole, the, the whole slang of it, do you get what I mean? Um, yeah, and, and you know it varies. It varies. They look different, different tongues of it. Where it's almost like you know the Cockney, and then you have the East London slang, this that that. So it varies, but you know there is the um, the very English um, sort of speak, especially from what you find in the East Enders. That is just, it, I think it kind of adds a bit of spice to the to the show. Another typical example would be like Fools and Horses, which is another comedy special. I'm not sure if you paid attention to that one, but I haven't. Yeah, but but it's, it was quite. I guess what I'm saying is is more just the whole the whole expression and the whole slang that you know what I mean. That's just born from the UK. I think it's just um, it's something interesting. Do you know what I mean? And when you pay attention, like I do. But yeah, man, absolutely. Um, so. I guess my other question would be like, talk to us about your um, your process of uh, creation. Is there is there a specific process that you follow, or is it something that you just you know it's just you just allow it to happen? Is it just just organic for the most part, or or do you do it as w at will because you've kind of you've kind of mastered the whole creativity process for yourself in a sense. You know what's you know what's so crazy, and I tell people this all the time. I've been asked this before. My creative process varies so much. Mm. So it's like it's it's organic for the most part. Like for example, we're having a conversation right now. Yeah. And I can hear a word you say, mm. and I might not even tell you this, but I will go on my phone later on and yeah. I'll just like, what did he say again? <laughs> and I'll write it down. Yeah. And then I might come up with a few lines, and then I'll stop, and then later on during the day. I'll go back to the one thing I do find about my creative processes, however, yeah. because it's so, because it's not structured or anything, it just kind of comes to me when it comes to me. Mm. I find myself being in like the maddest of places and just thinking of the most crazy or the most flowing stuff. Like for example, I work in, um, I work four jobs. So I work in three theaters and I work in one yeah. music venue. Most of them don't know. I won't say where they are, <laughs> but I will be ushering for a theatre show and in reality but let's hope none of them watch this but I'm going to say anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'm obviously supposed to be keeping an eye on the audience and keeping mm. an eye on the show and whatnot. Yeah. but there's times where I just have like a mad creative flow of a poem going in my head and I'm like I have to write this up so yeah. I'm just there typing 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 like there was yeah. even a point of where I can't remember where I was at this wasn't to do work by the way mm. I think I might I think this was during the pandemic and I took myself to Hyde Park. Like, Hyde Park is one of my favorite places in the city. Okay. Like I'll just go there. I'll have my headphones on with music playing. Mm. And I remember, I think I was on the phone to my dad, and I said to my dad, no, "I'm just going for a walk through Hyde Park." And then, literally after that one sentence, I ended up writing a poem called "Show Through Hyde Park." Now I can't find where I put that poem. Unfortunately, I remember that poem was actually pretty decent. <laughs> but it's just mad to think how inspiration can still form from anywhere. You know I mean? yeah. So for me, it's like there's no real, there's no real structure. It kind of just comes when it comes, I guess. 
but most of the time it's when I'm like got my headphones on and I be listening to a podcast with music Mm. Um, sometimes watching TV sometimes I just think about my childhood like it's blurred yeah. it might be blurred on the screen but I've got pictures of me behind me yeah. like I want to be with my mum when I was a teenager uh, baby pictures sometimes I look at those and I just try to put myself in the perspective of me at like two years old which is like my earliest memory mm. and then I just kind of rap from that perspective so I, I can just kind of look at things or be around things or hear things and I just pick up inspiration from them that's interesting um, I, I mean now you know I think there's 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 almost like from what you're saying so far to me it's almost like it's consistent in in terms of like being an artist that's still raw do you get what I mean from what I can hear because um I, I think t I've kind of I was at a stage like that myself where it's almost like you know what um it's just a word I could hear a word a sentence a beat um and to an extent that don't really change, like, you know, those things still happen. But mm. I guess that the point is that those things is almost like it just always, there's always like, it, it, it initiates with an inspiration in a sense. Do you get what I mean? Or like something to just kind of engage you. But it, it, came, it comes to a point where it's almost like you, you tend to understand your, your habits, your, your, your process so much more to the point where you know you you, you develop to kind of almost self mastery and so it's almost like anytime you feel like doing something or anytime you want to you need to write something you don't necessarily need inspiration you just just switch it on do you get what I mean exactly and, exactly. and um, I guess that's that's why I asked that question because it's almost like you know you get to a point where like there's certain times you know, you might be under pressure. Sometimes inspiration don't come as easy. Like I, I just picture, um, for example, like you know, say if you're or like a um, uh, what do you call it? like a creative, uh, not a creative, but um, then you're know, like a script writer, and you know you you're on set, and they say change the script right now. It's almost like okay, so what am I gonna do? Like you have to kind of have a certain process. To go through where like you know you can replicate something on the on you know just like that on the spot, on the spot like and and i think that's that speaks to that mastery where it's almost like you kind of got it down to the t enough where you can kind of create at will do you get what i mean and um that's that's um that speaks to maybe where you're heading in terms of like refinement and mastery of process not that you don't, but it's almost like I could tell that's your preference. You enjoy just like, you know what I mean, just letting it come to you. And there's something beautiful about that as well. Do you get what I mean? Like, in fact, that's 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 one of the things you love about what we do. It's almost like you don't have to fight it for the most part. You just let it come to you. But, you know, um, I think I'm a student of just like um, knowing where it comes from, understanding how and, and knowing how to kind of um, nourish it where like I can control this and like I can replicate if I want at will do you get what I mean so that's that's pretty much where I, where I'm coming from with it and um, from raw to refinement and I think that's the journey and and when you do that it's almost like that's when you can come up with your different themes and 
just ways of expressing you can kind of tweak it you can kind of change it you're still learning but you know it, it, it speaks to the journey as a creative across like time as you as you grow so um no man that's that's definitely interesting you know what i mean so um I guess I guess um, the other thing I I want to know about is you haven't really spoken much about because I know you're a wordsmith, but what about um, how has um, uh, what's the word I'm gonna use like acting like how has acting impact you over the years away from the words just like you know what I mean just because you said that's your love like and when did you know that you know what this is something that I really want to kind of go into want to um, invest in you know that's a big thing you know um, and especially because like there's there, there are there there are I'm sure it's not like a, a, a prominent it's not as prominent now but you know there's certain there's certain stigmas that would kind of be little people that actually want to be actors and stuff like that over the years which is an art in itself do you get what I mean it's actually it's actually a big thing now but um, tell us about your acting, how how that's kind of you know impact your life, and what inspired you to want to act. Good question. So um, I decided that finally I wanted to get into acting properly about twelve or thirteen, mm. because when I was a kid, obviously, like I said, I started doing like acting and like musical theatre a little bit, but I let family talk me out of it, should I say? Yeah, yeah. And I went through a long period of time trying to decide what I wanted to do like I was doing swimming lessons and I was like yeah I want to be a swimmer then I wanted to try and play football at my cousins and I realised okay maybe I'm not as good as okay. okay. do you know what I mean so it's like yeah. by the time I hit that 12, 13 mm. I looked at my mum and I was kind of like yeah I, I want to go back into acting this is what I know I'm good at yeah. and I believe I can take this a lot further and my self belief from 12 and 13 was like I'll be real. When it came to certain things, I was a little bit arrogant. I'll be so honest. Like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna make it. Watch, give me two years and all this yeah, stuff. And yeah. then got into the agency where I was at, mm. and then I stopped there about seventeen, eighteen, because I went to uni, studied further, got my degree, and yeah. which I had in, I did study in college as well. I did theatre in college too. Okay. At Team Wales, mm. and then the pandemic came. So it was like yeah, everything yeah. shut down. So I had I literally said when I finished uni, yeah, yeah, I want to go get an agent. I want to push as hard. I want to do it. Mm. The pandemic came and everything shut down. So then, as I'm trying to like apply to acting agency and stuff, I'm not getting nothing back. So I'm just like getting disheartened. It's starting to like it's bothering me. It's frustrating me because I'm thinking, yeah. like, what is it that they're not seeing? Mm. But this is when I realized, and very much, I only realized it's like. I want to say late last year maybe I went through a few situations that were personal to me yeah it was like bothering me mm. but I realised that it's not that they don't necessarily want me for that it's that I'm not putting myself out there enough mm. to do this I, I was saying that I loved it but yeah. I wasn't putting myself out there enough to show how much I wanted yeah mm. so how even like yeah. recently I just I literally just got into a new agency now I'm do you know what I'm saying? Like I just yeah, watched yeah. a new agency. But I do feel that in terms of the acting, how it like affected me and why it's my love is because it allows me to be free. Mm. Like it allows me to and don't get me wrong, I'll always be myself, I'll never change that. Yeah. But 
it's allowed me to be free. Like I remember when I used to be at my grandma's lot more and my cousins, we used to watch uh, yeah. we watched White Chicks a lot, the film White Chicks. <laughs> yeah. My cousin put me on to it. I remember the weigh-ins I found hilarious as well, but Terry Crews was like a big one where it was like who is this big dude up here? Yeah. No one's making people laugh at I love comedy. You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. like, who's this big dude up in here? So that was what kind of made me start to turn and be like, I could do acting for life for real. I reckon I could really push this. Yeah. Yeah. And even on my dad's side, like, I have cousins uh, actors that have been on TV and stuff like that. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, to me, I was looking at it and I'm like, why? if they can do it, why can't I do it? Why can't you do it? Yeah. That's how it starts. I would definitely say acting is a way that I get to feel free and where I don't have to play myself. Yeah. Like I can mm. I can get a script. Yeah. And they can be like, okay, Steph, this is your character. But it's not me just doing what they tell me for their characters. It's about my own interpretation of that character. I can sit down and study go. the character. I can throw things of my real life into that character. I even try and take parts of things I've written about in my spoken word and throw it into my characters. Yeah to yeah. give it like a bit of a deep interest but I don't just want to make the character seem like he's everything on the surface level because I mm. know if you really dig down into the nitty gritty you'll know yeah. little things about him yeah. as to why he is that particular way persona uh, is that habits um, persona habits attitude towards different things absolutely every, yeah vulnerability like, I, like you said vulnerability is a big one as well yeah. I like to look at it from a point of how can we grow that? Like, I look at it as if it's a child. It's like, you have a child, your parent, you'd be there to help raise and grow that child, you mm. nurture. Oh, child. man. Well, see, you see now you're speaking That's my language. Because I, 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 I create, um, I, write, I write stories as well. I'm not sure if you know. But I create stories and so that's that's part of it. Talk. Yeah, that's, that's kind of like how I think about it. It's almost like, they're all your babies. Do you get what I mean? And you can't and neglect you any of them. Like, you have to kind of, you, you don't forget exactly. them. Like you want to, you want to spoon feed all of them and give exactly. them as much attention and, as the other one. You know. What and I mean? you want to know what's crazy as well. You just yeah. remember, as soon as you said stories, you just remind me of something. So from my first primary school, so when I joined in my first primary school reception, yeah, and my mum told me this in the past too, but they always said that I had an ability to create stories because I mm. noticed even the way I tell stories. Yeah, I don't really like telling short stories I like to mm. add the details in add so details. people can get a vivid picture of what I'm talking about yeah exactly you're painting that to me yeah. do you know what I mean it's like sometimes I hear short stories I'm just kind of like I want, I want more yeah yeah. I don't always like to leave people wanting I like to people to know oh that was a story yeah yeah yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean like I enjoy it take them on a journey yeah. yeah exactly take them on a journey that's the best way to freeze. And and that's the thing as well, like and you can do that with poetry. So um you know, and even certain poets like myself, I've always um like I've had that where people have been like, the way you write this this before I started writing stories, is more like the way you write stories, sorry, the way you write poetry, I could tell you'd be good at writing stories. And you know, certain things like that, that's that's kinda like what got me in in like curious about writing stories. So, you know, when, as soon as I start to write, it's almost like you caught, you caught like a, another bug to add to the whole um, umbrella of creativity that you do, do you get what I mean? So, 
I guess maybe it was it was it was always there it was meant to be. But it's almost like you just need to be in the right situation to kind of realize, you know, what it is, and and um, that you know you 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 have that ability. But essentially, yes, do you get what I mean? So that's interesting. No. Man. It's very interesting. Um, we don't have much time left, but um, I would say, um, why don't you tell the people where to find you? Um, maybe what things you got going on, and um, I'll obviously leave your uh, your your uh, social media in the link as well when I do post this, which is going to be on um, all platforms, uh, including Spotify and stuff like that. Um, Thank you. And um, yes, so uh, where can they find you? Okay, so if you're on Instagram, it's at shwtv99. If you're on Twitter, it's shw underscore tv. YouTube, shwtv. However, sometimes it comes up with a channel called Show TV. I have mm. no idea who they are, but they're <laughs> way bigger platform than I am currently. But um, if you need to find it specifically, I'd say just type in shwtv and then how's life treating you? Because that's one of my poems that's got back the most views on my channel. So it should hopefully filter it out. And I have TikTok. So SHWTV101, but I'll be honest, I barely use it. But I am not really a TikTok person. I just mainly go on and watch my dad and my sister do their thing on TikTok. I don't really <laughs> use it TikTok, do you know what I'm saying? But I guess, yeah, that's more or less what you can find. What you can find here currently. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, well I appreciate you coming through, man, and giving me some Thank you for having me, man. And how busy you are. Um, as for myself, um, uh, I'm, I'm heading. I'm actually heading down to uh, Hackney Wick this Sunday. Gonna be at Grow uh, okay. performing, so that's what I got planned for. Hey, I like you know that. I mean? Can I shout out something as well? Yeah, sure. So on Thursday, the sixth of April, I'm gonna be performing as well. So um, what's the fuck? Mm. So anyone that was at Luna Legacy, the guy yeah. with the dreads, I called him Lil Wayne, Cup of Tea and all that stuff. But, um, yeah. We'll both be performing. I believe it's in Soho. I'll probably have it all over my Instagram for this week coming. So keep an eye out for that if you do want to come down and support for Sisters Who Talk podcast. Yeah. And I wanted to shout out. Cool, man. Cool, cool. Ah, my, ah, my bro. Um, take it easy and um, good Thank talking you, to you. And um, until next time. Thank you, my guy, man. Until next time. Until next time. Take care, man.